Hello, welcome to Mashley at the Movies. I'm Matt. I'm Ashley. It's another entry in our 31 Days of Halloween, where every day in October we talk about uh, a film that falls sort of within the horror or thriller or mystery genre. And uh, today we're talking about 1981's Dead and Buried. All right, so Dead and Buried is set in a small town in New England, and it kind of centers around a sheriff um, played by who? James Farantino. James Farantino. Um, and his investigation into a, a series of murders um, of people who seem to be either tourists or people passing through. Um, things turn kind of weird when his wife's behavior kind of changes and it seems like maybe some of these murder victims are coming back to life. Um, that's kind of the setup for, for Dead and Buried. Yeah, um, there's lots of... Uh... Basically, as from what we are from our vantage point as a viewer, anyone who happens to travel into town or nearby town is murdered by yeah. a group of people, and then they take photographs of it, and mm-hmm. uh, and then we see these people sometimes. These other are all lo- townspeople. Yeah, and we see them in other locations. Although sometimes later on, it's not the townspeople; it's the mm-hmm. you know. Um, so, um, it's it's an interesting concept. I wasn't quite sure what was happening for a while, and that was fine, um, but. Yeah, this movie this movie worked for me. It, it it works on a few different levels. I feel like though, I mean, on one level, it's um, you know, even though it's early '80s, it has some hallmarks of a lot of you know those types of '80s movies, horror movies, which is you know, it's, in a way, it's just on one level kind of fun. I mean, it, a lot of it is filmed in sort of um, dim exteriors, or the exterior the exteriors are also sort of shrouded in fog and. And so it certainly has a bit of atmosphere and sort of has sort of that horror movie tropes, you know, as far as the, the, the look and feel of it is going on. And, you know, um, it has sort of that 80s horror acting in it that it's not bad acting, but it's also a little, I don't want to use the term stagey, but it's also kind of like people, the way people talk is just a little, a little affected, I feel mm-hmm. like. But I say that in a very fond way. Um <laughs> But it also, um, I don't know, by the end of it, I was like, kind of like thinking about, you know, so what does it mean to, to be alive? And, and what is like immortality worth? And um, also sort of, you know, while it was working on one sort of fun horror movie level, it also, I felt, kind of had a serious, seriously um, unnerving vibes to it and, and also kind of a little shades of invasion of the body snatchers paranoia that I, I felt as a viewer um so uh, yeah I don't know I thought it was um you know and it was also um very dark humor not a lot I don't I don't think it was the most humorous movie I've ever seen but every now and then there was little bits of, of, of dark humor so mm-hmm. well I agree with you that the movie has a lot of great atmosphere I think, you know, the setting on this coastal village, all the fog. Um, yeah, that, that's all really, really good. And, and the pacing is kind of uh, deliberate, as we like to say. And uh, uh, there's some dreamlike moments, the way it progresses, I felt. Um, I, I don't know. I, I think the performances over, overall were, were good. Um, we have to mention that um, Jack Albertson is in this, whom we all... Or I know and love as 
as Grandpa Joe from uh, the Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory. Um, but he was also like in, in Chico and the Man. And, mm-hmm. um, but this was his last film role. And, live action film role. Right, yeah. live action film role. And uh, he he's really good in this. Um, um, so it, it's great to see him again. Yeah. Um, he was uh, sick with cancer when he did this. Yeah. Um, I'll say, I think, for me, there's something a little off the editing um to me it felt like we moved from scene to scene and maybe we were missing some scenes in between to kind of explain how why things were happening and um it, we just need some establishing scenes a, a few times it just felt a little weird um i don't know if you no i don't feel that way at all oh, okay. <laughs> well i will say this i felt i was thrown i was i felt a little off kilter throughout the movie but i feel like it's supposed to be that way Okay. I feel like Maybe you're supposed to feel, I mean, the whole thing about what's going on, like, are these people coming back from the dead? Um, is, is, are these ghosts? Are, what all is happening? You know, um, and, and, and I think it sort of ratchets up the intensity a little bit as the movie goes on. Uh, although you do, as you said earlier, it's sort of a slow burn. It's very deliberately paced. Um, but I, to me, that's all, in my opinion, supposed to kind of throw us off our guard. And I think it works. And and I think I know what you're saying. Well, I don't know if I know what you're saying about the editing. Because I was... Things that would happen, like... Thing, I don't want to you know give too much away. Because mm-hmm. even though this is almost a 40-year-old movie, I'm not sure how many people have seen it. But sometimes something would happen. Or a character would show up and you're surprised to see them. Mm-hmm. But I think, you are, I think you're supposed to feel that. I think in... And, and so... If that's not what you're talking about, then I don't know. I, yeah. I, I, I didn't feel... If it's just a pure technical issue you're speaking of, I, I didn't feel that. Yeah, it is a pure technical issue. I just felt like um, there were some scenes missing, is hmm. what I'm thinking. And there were some scenes that went on for far too long. There's an extended scene with... Um, it's supposed to be scary, I think, but it just goes on for too long with this family of tourists coming through and they make a bunch of really stupid decisions and I felt like the whole scene could have been cut. To me, I thought that that sequence, I call that sort of the um, sort of taking mental notes as we were watching it uh, sort of the, the middle part of the movie so I feel, I break this movie into three into three parts and the mm-hmm. first part, first third I think is fine, it's the most slow, deliberate paced part of it in a certain sense mm-hmm. But, uh, you know, to me, I don't want to say it's the weakest part, but it's my least favorite of the three. Mm-hmm. And then I think, I don't know, even though it kind of it gets progressively more intense as it goes along, to me the second, the second the middle part is the, my favorite. And that has that sequence you're talking about with the family. Okay. And while that was going on, I was like, wow, this is like really good. And I, uh-huh. and I can totally see, in a sense, what you're saying. I mean, it's, I, I can respect your opinion on it. But I don't think it went on for too long, because it was working on me. Okay. And as long as it was working for me, I was like, you know, this is, this is good. And you're right. I can't argue with you. They make stupid decisions. But this is a horror movie. <laughs> you know, very rarely do... Um, uh, to me, it's a standout when um, characters make good decisions mm-hmm. in a horror film. Mm-hmm. Well, in this case, it took me out of the movie, and I was just rolling my eyes. And, mm-hmm. and, and that hadn't happened up to that point. Um, I was really intrigued by the movie up to that point and then was kind of uh, removed from it. And I'll say also, the ending, once we find out what's happening, um, I really, 
think it doesn't work too well. I feel like the behavior of the characters doesn't really jibe with the ending. Um, when I think back to, um, you know, how they've behaved, how our main characters behaved, I, I don't understand how it fits into what we're, what's explained. So to me, that's, that's another big problem with the movie. Um, but I, I feel like I'm saying a lot of negative things, but in general, I did enjoy the movie overall. I mean, I found it to be very entertaining and, uh, atmospheric as we said mm-hmm. and, um... no I um, I enjoyed it I thought that the uh, lead role played by James Ferentino as the sheriff of the town I thought he did a good job in this um, he's sort of you know sort of a workman actor workman like actor who, who you know um, I don't know he was really solid in this role and Melody Anderson played his wife if I'm going to make any negative comment I will say that to me she her role was I don't know. I just thought the weakest link in all this, mm-hmm. um, even though it was kind of an important link. Um, and she's, you know, probably most famous for starring in Flash Gordon, which came out the year before this. Jack Albertson, you know, was good. And also there's some really small roles from uh, Robert England, who would go on to become Freddy Krueger. And then uh, old Bill Quinn. He was old when he did this anyway. Mm-hmm. But um, he'd been in lots of uh, old, you know, 50s and 60s television shows. He was in uh, Twilight Zone, the movie, and... Star Trek V, The Final Frontier, and some Alfred Hitchcock stuff. So um, I was like, it was nice seeing him in here as the as the sort of Photoshop guy. I guess he was a Photoshop guy, or a oh, drug, yeah, drugstore yeah. person. Mm-hmm. Um, so no, I I, I, I enjoyed this. Uh, what do you give this out of ten? I'm going to give it a seven. Okay, I'm not too far above you. I'm a seven point six. So our score is a seven point three, and it's on the tomato meter at sixty nine percent. I think it's definitely kind of underrated I, I had never heard of it before until all, we all that you said and you said it's underrated <laughs> okay alright well just like you know no one's ever heard of it or no one has ever spoken to me about it and mm-hmm. it's definitely not so bad that you should avoid it yeah but so. it has issues but what? oh no it's certainly not a perfect movie but I think it it um, maybe it's it all works for me yeah. sure alright thanks for listening thanks